check, check, check. I'm coming in hot. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to keep going. Am I supposed to keep going? I thought we were going. Oh. To. That's all right. <laughs> Sorry, What's we up? didn't talk about that. What's nah, up? that was that was totally uh, unplanned. It's okay. I think it went well. Yeah, it's great. It's well fine. enough. What's up, LP? We're out here on a Monday night doing the recording thing, ready to blast you some goodness on a Wednesday morning or whenever you tune in. Maybe it'll be a a Saturday morning. Maybe it'll be like three weeks from now. On a Thursday like, oh, night. Man, I got a couple hours. I'm going to catch up on the LP. Yeah. Either way, we are glad to be here doing this thing that the Lord has called us to do. And uh, hopefully it's a blessing to y'all. Yeah. So what? what's on the docket for today, Calista? We actually have a, quite a few fun things on the docket today. Yeah. Um, the first thing I want to mention is the giveaway. So we have not forgotten about that. Um, did you ever post the link? I guess you didn't, huh? To the store? Yeah. I'm not going to post the link to the store until we do the giveaway because I'm going okay. to just make like a spreadsheet of the items available and I'll let we'll let the winner pick their item and then we'll officially launch the store. So okay. they get like that exclusive Ooh, wow. first dib on. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are leaving Got that on. open for one more week. One and more here's week. why. Because we have noticed that we can see our friends sharing the podcast. Mm-hmm. However, um, we can't actually tell like from the podcast perspective or the church's page or whatever, like who actually is sharing that. And so that's why we put it in there to share a um, praise report with us via messenger because we can't tell who is actually sharing it. Um, we can see the friends that are sharing it, but we don't want to miss anybody. Yeah. Um, we so, see it only if we come across it on the news feed. Other than that, there's like no visual tracker for, hey, you know, Corey Martin shared the podcast. Right. Like you so, see it on your news feed and that's it. Make sure that if you already shared it, you message in. And if you don't have the church's Facebook page, now would be a really great time to go like it. Or Boom. if you know AJ and I personally, you can always message yeah. one of us too. Yeah, like you can, that's yeah fine. it doesn't have to be like, oh, make sure you do it through this avenue. No, it's like we want to hear the goodness of God moving in somebody's life, whether it's through a text. Maybe you just hunt me down and you're like, this is what God did for me today. I can take a mental note that you told me a story. So we just want to hear the glory of God in action. Like that's the biggest part of this praise report. It's not just to get people interacting with the page. It's to get people praising God through what God's doing in their life. So so don't forget, share yeah. the podcast. And if when you do share it, make sure you let us know via giving us a praise report. So yeah. Um, as of right now, we've only had two people message us with a praise report. And, and I know I've more seen people. like seven yeah. or eight shares. And I don't want you guys to miss out on that. So make sure that you do that. And if you all do forget, we'll try to hunt it down and throw your names in the hat just because we want everybody yeah, to be a part like of it. Yeah, but like I said, it's like really God. hard to you glorify see the that. Father. Anyway, um, yeah, so there's that. Things coming up in the church. Still pretty, you know, early fall season. We're in that in-between of church. So nothing really on the Yo, radar. I had we so got... many announcements on Sunday, though. I was, yeah. like, out of breath. Yeah, but that's a bunch <laughs> of stuff that's like, just go to the bulletin page for that. Yeah. Because that's, we don't want to eat up podcast time. LCCBulletins.com. Yeah, there's a bunch of, like, a bunch of little stuff. And none of it's little because it glorifies the kingdom of God. But it's like... Not a big event that the entire church is going to go somewhere and do, you know. So if you want to get involved, you want to be part of, you know, what's making the kingdom, uh, you know, what it is in Nashville, um, then, you know, check out LCC Bulletins and get plugged in there. So, Rick. I believe. Oh, oh, I wanted to touch on Rick's sermon a little bit from Sunday. Um, And he talked about the doctrine of illumination. And I've never, I've never heard of that. 
Um, I never thought about that, but like, it's so cool when you think about like justification and then sanctification and then glorification, you know, like that's the, the, the path of being saved is you're justified. You're made righteous before God. You're being sanctified. You're, you're, you're being driven further away from sin. You're dying more to yourself, becoming more like Christ. And then you're in glorification. You're glorified. You're on the you know side of glory with Christ once you physically die on earth. But within the walk of sanctification, what Rick had come up with, and I don't know if he made this up himself, if he heard it from another study, I don't know, but I super dig it, is illumination that Christ reveals himself to us through our sanctification. You know, the Lord is my light. You know, we see that so much to, you know, be a light on a hill, a lamp on a hill cannot be um, covered up. Don't, don't be, don't be a dim light. And I think it's so neat when you hear so much about how Christ is a light and how the gospel is a light that we are, and, and, and God has to reveal his will to us. We will not find out God's will on our own. We do not find Christ on our own. All of it is revealed to us through Christ, through the Father, and through the Holy Spirit, through the Trinity revealing itself to us. That's the only way we get it. So we are illuminated in our sanctification. And I'm like, dude, that's so cool. You know, if you think you have like a dimmer switch in your house. So once we're justified, once we're made righteous, the switch is on. There's a little bit of light there. And then as we're being sanctified, that dimmer switch is going up and up and up and things are getting brighter and things are getting more visible and you're able to understand what's in the room. And that's like all of God's will being revealed to you until the day of glorification. And then you're just in that eternal brightness. And like, that's such a cool, such a cool way to look at it. Such a cool thought. Yeah. So just wanted to bring that up. If you didn't um, catch Rick's sermon on Sunday, go back and, and, uh, you know, check that out. At least I really enjoyed that. So yeah, I just wanted to brag on that for a little bit. Cause great it, job, Rick. It, yeah, great I don't job, know Rick. If you listen to this, but yeah. shout out to or, you. Or you know what, Maria? If you listen to this, your husband killing it the Sundays that he gets up there. So boom, boom. boom. All right, now what did you have? Oh well, and it's Pastor Appreciation Month, so don't forget yeah. about that, friends. I know I'm sitting with one of them, so that's kind <laughs> of awkward. But just don't forget that it's Pastor Appreciation Month. Yeah, you know, or maybe you've moved. Uh, maybe Lighthouse hasn't been your home church for forever, and you have like an old pastor, you know, from a town that you grew up in. You know, reach out to that, reach out to that dude, or you know, reach out to your old youth minister. Um, they're not senior pastors, but they're youth pastors. So even Calista, you know, you get a little uh, high five in this in this season. You know, it's basically I it's pastor appreciation much. I get a month. I guess like senior pastors have a different load on their hands, but you know, for me and Rick, you know, we're like bivocation, co-vocation, part-time, whatever. Um, so just any pastor, any teacher, you know, scripture says that the teachers will be held more accountable than the others, you know, so there's just a certain weight and there's a certain responsibility, you know, that goes with teaching. And I mean, I think even part of the podcast, you know, is we're trying to teach others what God has revealed to us. And I mean, there's a risk that comes with that, you know, that we're out here trying to teach people and share our hearts and share the wisdom that God has given to us. And if we're not careful with that, we're doing it wrong. And one day God's going to sit us down <laughs> and talk well, about that and say, no, nah, I'm not really sure about episode, you know, 41 there, guys. <laughs> uh, really have some questions on that one. Man, episode 41. Can you Ooh. imagine? What are we on right now? 18? Uh, we're on 18. That's pretty good. We better not mess up on episode 41. That's not that far away. Yeah. Better not mess up ever. We're not seeking Jeez. the kingdom. But anyway, yeah, Pastor Appreciation Month. Go find um, go find you a, a pastor. I think I almost keep saying like Pastor Appreciation Munch. Munch? Pastor Appreciation Munch. I think I just uh, haven't had my ice cream yet. I'm kind of hungry. 
Oh, sorry about that. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, we have a five. <laughs> no, not a five year review. What's it called? Total honest. Year, no, yeah, it's called totally total honest. honest review. Totally honest review. Yeah. That's right. We okay. There's been this huge thing. I'm sure you can guess what movie we're about to review. It is Hocus Pocus. Yep. Now there has been because tis the season. Yeah, tis the season, and um, I'm I'm one of those people where I'm like a super nerd about Hocus Pocus one, and so uh, I was very much looking forward to this, and we could not watch it on Friday because Myra stayed the night at her Mimi's house, so um, we had to wait until Saturday because we're gonna watch it together as a family. Yeah, and so then I'm seeing like all these people on Facebook, not all people it's, but it was a polarizing lot. yeah it was like, one or the other it was either you hated it or you loved it like there was no like oh it was okay like people were mad about it yeah like they're like i cannot believe how terrible this was and i was like oh no like i hope this isn't terrible so anyway we are going to review that and also i just have to say because it was literally such a light of my week um saturday we had this whole thing planned out. We had went to Walmart mm-hmm. and uh, we got Myra like a Halloween stuffed animal and a fun Halloween cup. And uh, she had Halloween jammies. And anyway, we put all of that plus some popcorn and candy in a basket and put it up on her bed. And she hadn't been up there, obviously, because she'd been at Mimi's house. And um, so then we're like, go get your jammies on and then we'll see about a bedtime snack. And so while she was up there, we like we have this bean bag that turns into a huge mattress. And we had that pulled that out. And she literally like. It was like Christmas shrieked. morning. She Enjoy. like you could hear her shriek, and then she just pitter pattered down the steps so fast but quiet because Crosby was sleeping, and she just like ran full speed and like hugged us and was like, "I love you guys so much! Like, thank <laughs> you so much! I'm so excited!" And it was just like my favorite part of my whole week. So I just wanted to share that with you. Anyway, totally honest review. Totally Hocus honest Pocus review. Too. So let's just throw the pews out there first and defend it. Okay. So I give pews? I give it a, I give it four pews. Maybe that's just a male perspective. Like it was a good movie, but like I I I got up during the movie and I got distracted with other things. But so it didn't lock me in where I yeah. wanted to sit down and I had to keep watching it. But it was a good movie. Like it's just a good old Disney movie. It's hocus yeah. pocus. It follows the storyline. It's I a would neat also perspective. Give it a four. Yeah, it was a neat perspective on the story, and I don't think there was anything like super duper wrong with it like it was almost more enjoyable because there were parts of it that were just like cheesy disney yeah. or like disney channel and it was like fantastic yeah there was, was not any parts in it where i was like ugh, how you could you do mean? this like, listen this isn't marvel okay <laughs> y'all have been spoiled by endgame and infinity war this isn't marvel this isn't batman this isn't like this epic storyline you know from a, a story in, in in massive tales of long ago like it's hocus pocus all right, Hocus Pocus is fantastic. I mean, it's fantastic, but it doesn't hold like the DC comic storyline, you well, know? Like, okay, so we both give it a four pews. Yeah. So we definitely recommend seeing it if you haven't watched the first one, which I've been surprised you also go. how yeah. many people I've seen that were like, I've never even seen it. I'm like, what? Oh. Anyway, so if you haven't seen the first one, I recommend it's good. It's a secular Halloween movie. Right. Good old movie. Four stars. There you have it. Yeah. Four pews. Oh, I mean four pews. We don't rate with stars out here. You're right. Four pew review. Yeah. So, uh, it was cool. Yeah, it was good. We haven't done one of those in a while, so now you have it. There is your bum bum bum. Totally honest review. Bum bum bum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So while we're on the topic of Hocus Pocus, I guess we should talk about Halloween, yeah, in general, because it's, it's a Halloween month. You know? It is, and actually, twice this week, once eight of AJ and once of me, um, we have been approached, and at youth group, one of my youth students was like, 
what is your view on Halloween? Is it a holiday that Christians should be um, celebrating? And I'm like, oof, you know, like that came out of nowhere. Um, So then we kind of talked about it for a little bit. And then I was kind of intrigued, like, what does the Bible say about it? You know, like what? So anyway, and then AJ also had a friend ask him about it um, because if you have driven past our house, we it's spooky. It, we decided to go kind of all out this, not all, not out, all out, but We're for us, you know. So I want to, first off, go on terminology here. I would like to be literal with words and, and the Halloween thing. So should Christians celebrate Halloween? No. You do not celebrate Halloween. We are not celebrating the dead. We are not worshiping the dead. We are not going pagan here and full-on celebrating um, Halloween. Can Christians participate in Halloween festivities? I think yes. And I think there's a big line there. Okay, well, full disclaimer. If you don't, this is literally just our opinion. Like, this is 100% a open-handed subject. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, this isn't doctrine. This does not affect your salvation regardless how you feel about yep. it. Um, it's a Western custom. It has no direct reference mm-hmm. in the Bible. It has no, like, it doesn't say Halloween, yes or no, in the Bible. And so that makes this an open-handed subject. Um, so, yeah, let's just put that disclaimer out before we get started. Yeah. So, obviously, as a Christian, you want to look to the Bible for your answers. You know, you want to pray about it. First, I would say pray. You know, if you're feeling convicted about participating in Halloween festivities, maybe, you know, putting some decorations out or even letting your kid, like, go to a Halloween party, uh, you know, participate in trick-or-treating or something like that, and you're a Christian and you're feeling convicted about it, pray. The Holy Spirit's going to guide you in it. And here's the thing. People might want to say, like, well, if you prayed about it and you are participating and I prayed about it and I still feel like I shouldn't participate, then where's the answer at? And I think that just lies in personal conviction and in and, and your walk and in your life. I mean, here's a good example. Is drinking, having a drink, a sin? No. Some people have prayed about it, and they can partake in small recreational drinking of actual alcohol. We prayed about it, and we feel that we should not partake in recreational alcohol because that's the Lord's conviction. Is either party right or wrong there? No. no, as long as you're not participating in drunkenness. And that's something that I've actually, like, talked to you about, too. I'm like, why is it like that? Like, why does the Holy Spirit speak differently to us? Because it's, like, frustrating sometimes. You're like... There's no clear cut. I know that the Holy Spirit is telling me this, but I also know that that person fully believes that the Holy Spirit is telling them that, and it's polar opposite. But it's like the the Holy Spirit's going to convict you differently because things affect you differently. Exactly. So So, definitely pray about it and follow your convictions. Let the Holy Spirit lead you in that. And yeah. And then, you know, when you turn to scripture and, and honestly, I think there is a lot of scripture that would, um, point against, and I don't say, I say celebrating Halloween, obviously, but I I don't even know about participating in the events. So we'll just kind of go through some pieces of scripture um, that would, you know, detest, um, at least celebrating Halloween. So we'll, we'll do an old Testament passage and then a new Testament passage. We're in Deuteronomy 18, starting in verse nine. When you enter the land, the Lord, your God is giving you, do not imitate the detestable customs of those nations. No one among you is to sacrifice his son or daughter in the fire. Practice divination, tell fortunes, interpret omens, practice sorcery, cast spells, consult a medium or spiritist, or inquire the dead. 
Everyone who does these acts is detestable to the Lord, and the Lord your God is driving out the nations before you because of these detestable acts. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. So that would say, some people would say, oh, then don't participate in Halloween. Here's the deal, friends. I'm not, and I'd say we're not, you know, doing these things of, you know, practicing divination, sacrificing kids into a fire, casting spells, um, consulting mediums and spiritists. Now, there are people out there, and I think they do it all year long. Like, especially if you get down to New Orleans, there's people who practice voodoo. Like, I'm not saying this stuff doesn't happen, and I think that is detestable to God. I think when you're going to mediums and, and spiritists and things like that, that is a sin. I 100% agree. Um, but if you're just taking your kid trick-or-treating or something like that, I, I don't see the harm in it. And if, if you are feeling convicted not to do it, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying where the Lord's leading me, um, I don't feel convicted by this passage as well. It is in Deuteronomy. This is part of you know the Mosaic Law. This is part of the Old Covenant. Um, the Israelites had to set themselves apart. That's why the passage begins, when you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you. You know, like that's walking into a bar. If you're going to go and um, evangelize there, you can walk into the bar. You can be in the bar. You can evangelize in the bar. Don't pick up the bottles like everybody else and throw them back. Okay? We can be in the season of Halloween and participate in Halloween, but don't go getting all weird and, and spiritual and, you know, extra about it. Because I, I think that is, you know, where we get into sin. So then, Calista, um, this is and this is the New Living Translation. Um, so then we get to the New Testament and we read out of um, Ephesians chapter five, verses seven through fifteen. It says, "Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them." It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret, but their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So be careful how you live. Yeah, and again, you know, that's... And that passage convicts me a lot more than, you know, the one out of Deuteronomy... Because you do need to, I mean, it's plain right there, carefully determine what pleases the Lord. And I think a lot of people would want to immediately just go to that passage with anything that they disagree with. You know, if somebody has a shoe hobby, well, is that pleasing to God that you're collecting shoes? You know, or somebody, if somebody has a problem with what you're doing as a Christian, I think they would just want to pull that verse up. So just to take this passage and to throw it out at something I think is incredibly dangerous so it takes a lot of discerning. It takes a lot of praying. It takes a lot of leaning into God to say, God, is this pleasing to you? And do you find this detestable? Lord, am I defying you with what I'm doing? And where you find contentment or conviction in that, I think is where you ultimately need to lie as a Christian. As for myself and the conversation I was having um, with one of my buddies the other day, he goes, so why are you doing it? And I said, honestly, I set up all these fun decorations because Anybody that knows who lives at this house knows that Christians live here. And I would want them to ask me, like, so you're a Christian, but you're participating in Halloween. Like, you're putting all these, like, is is that a is sin? So now I've got people engaging in a gospel conversation with me. And I hope that happens. And I'm not, like, trying to strike up this, you know, big attractive thing. Like, ha, 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 world, look at me. But 
I'm doing recreational things hoping that the world is going to take notice of it. And that opens the gateway to these gospel conversations. So now I've used it as an avenue to glorify God without actually participating in sin. So I think, too, like a huge part of it is just figuring out what that line is for you, like what that line is going to be for your family. Because I think there is a difference in, oh, well, you know, let's dress up. And a lot of times we do family costumes, you know, so we're all dressing up. And there's a difference in like, let's dress up and go trick or treating and like, let's dress up like demons or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like Myra wants to do Bluey this year. She wants us to be the Bluey family. I find no sin in dressing up like Bluey. (laughs) Yeah, there's no harm in dressing up like Bluey. But if you're like dressing up like Beelzebub, you know? (laughs) Or like, you know, like there's just a line there. Or just like, you know, we plan on taking Myra to this Lanterns Festival in St. Charles. And I'm sure that there's going to be stuff there like the fortune telling and the sorcery stuff that we're not going to partake in. No. But there's also going to be really cool stuff like a scarecrow contest and like um pumpkin painting contest and and bobbing for apples just so much other really cool stuff that we're gonna make a lot of core memories doing you know and i think that that goes with a lot of things in life where you're going to have to have those hard conversations with your kids it's gonna happen now whether that's about halloween or whether it's about whatever else that they're being asked yeah you're gonna have to have hard talks that doesn't mean that you can hide under a rock That doesn't mean that you have to hold up in your tiny Christian home and don't be afraid to be in the world. Just don't be of the world. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like I, I said this, um, at church in the park that Christ didn't take the easiest path to the cross. You know, Christ didn't just stay in the temple all of his life. He went out into the world and he ministered in the world where the world was. He went and found the people that were hurting. Okay, and he didn't just find him, but there were results. Like, go into the world seeking to make results. Go into these things. And again, that's not saying go to the bar and get smashed, you know, with people. Don't go to Halloween. You know, I'm going to go worship some demons because everybody else is, so now I fit in really good. No, it's okay to stand out like a sore thumb because you're a Christian. And I just feel like one of two things is going to happen. Either you're going to be with your kid experiencing these things and you're going to be able to be the first one having that talk with them about what you believe and why you believe it. Or you're going to try to hide it from them and the world is going to be the first one to show it to them. And the world is going to be the first one to give their point of view. And then you're going to have to argue your point of view. Somebody's going to be working in that field. So it's either, you know, get out in the field with your kids and like experience things and have those talks where it's like, Okay, like we did this and maybe you go to an event and you're like, okay, that was a little much. Like, we're not going to do that again. Here's why. Okay. Or maybe you are trick or treating and your kids see something scary and you can, you know, but what I'm getting at is like, is it going to be you or is it going to be the world feeding into them first? Because that first, that whoever's first is going to have that initial stamp in their head. And so that's just our opinion on it. That's the way we look at it. And I'd love to have a conversation about it. You know, yeah. anything that we talk about on here is, you know, pretty open-handed. Um, and we're pretty, like, we're not those people that are like, this is our opinion and we are stuck in it. Like, I don't think you're going to convince me that trick or treating is bad. I love trick or treating. AJ loves candy. So that's going to be a tough, a tough fight for you. But yeah. we are definitely open for a discussion. And if yeah. you are, um, again, feeling convicted about it, then just you know that's yeah. okay and this isn't this isn't sunday morning 
This is yeah. not church service. This is a podcast. We're recording it in our bedroom at 8.51 at night. All right. So this isn't some formulated, uh, you know, Bible study discussion. So please, if you are offended by this, if you do want to challenge us, please challenge us. Uh, please. Please do. Um, you know, these are discussions that I think a lot of Christians should have because these are things that aren't clear cut. So it takes, you know, the wisdom of God, you know, to um, and the community that God's given us to kind of discern these things. So that is where we're at. Bada boom, bada bang. How fun. So How we fun. usually kind of close out with animal facts, but if we're already on the Halloween train. So <laughs> <laughs> if, if we haven't lost you yet, you're about to get some facts about Halloween. All right. I have a couple of them. So do you All have right. one too? I'm just going to run through a, a list real fast. Oh, I've got a list. I've got 10. Good. It's just easy. 10? It's just, just to hear me out. It's stats. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'll stop in the middle of it. All maybe right, I'll get bored go. with it. All right. 10 facts about Halloween for 2021. Okay, so maybe not all 10 of them, but who cares? All right, projected in 2021, $10.1 billion will be spent on Halloween alone. That is crazy. That's so much money. So between like... Costumes are expensive, yeah, honestly. Yeah, costumes, parties, candy, food, candy. Yeah, probably. Yeah the, yeah, the gas spent driving your kids around, you know, all that. That's a lot of money. Lots and lots of money. Um... Oh, so $3.3 billion of that um, is actually the costumes. And $3 billion of that is um, the candy. So you've got So what AJ spends a year on candy? That's how much I consume <laughs> a year in candy. I, I do the dad tax. So any parades that we go to, any Halloween. He literally you know? will separate it. Like this is dad's bowl and this is the junk. That's <laughs> yeah. what he says. <laughs> yeah, this is, so it's funny actually. Like we don't spend a dime on Halloween candy to give out. We just like all the parades and festivals and stuff like that we go to throughout the year. I just set away the candy that I don't like, and I yeah. put it in a bowl, and y'all... Now nobody's going to come to our house trick-or-treating. Yeah. They're like, don't go to the Harris's. It's leftover parade candy. I mean, it's good stuff, but it's like, I don't... I want, like, I want like the Snickers and the Milky Ways and the Skittles and the Dots, you know? Y'all get the Fruities and the Suckers and stuff like that. We're, we're not rich. We're not bougie <laughs> Halloween people, all right? Look at our decorations. <laughs> Happy festive Halloween. Take some candy, you brat. No. <laughs> Um, let's see here. Uh, 31% of parents think uh, 13 or 14 is old enough to trick or treat alone. And 100% of 15 year olds think that trick or treating is dumb. So you get, no, I'm just, that wasn't actual stuff. I was like, the wow, end. man, that's rough. Yeah, no, uh, it does say 31% of parents think 13 or 14 is old enough. But I feel like in, especially in the modern age, like you probably cap it off at 15. Like once you're old enough to drive, you, you're not going trick or treating anymore. I remember like I didn't because. You know, I was too cool when I was 16. But I remember, like, whenever I was younger, my brothers would get with their friends on their bikes, even when they were older. Nice. And, like, go around trick-or-treating. I think and I I'm was... just got to say, like, if a group of, like, 16-year-old boys were to come up to the house and be like, trick-or-treat, I'd be like, there oh, you go, man. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. And they look, could be doing way worse. Yeah. And I think, well, actually, we're going to, um, yeah, so we're going to kind of sort of touch on that. You said it could be way worse. $11 million um, in direct property damage caused by Halloween house fires each year. Oh, gosh. So I don't know if that's from vandalism or if that's from people um, participating in Halloween a little too much. A little too much hocus pocus Bonfires. going on. Yeah, you know. Um, catching your house is on fire. So, Jeez Louise. I yeah. wonder what that is compared to like Christmas fires. Christmas house fires. Oh, gosh. That's a stat we'll have to come up with around Christmas yeah. time. That's scary. Yeah. Watching a real pine tree go up 
You got a real Douglas fir lighting up in your... Ugh, that's scary. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Oh, 44% of Americans plan to carve a pumpkin. That's fun. 52% of Americans plan to decorate their home. Um, 46% of Americans plan to dress in costumes. That's fun. One point six. Are you almost done, Jeez Louise? This is no. These are these are quite silly. Um, one point six million adults will dress as a vampire, and four point six million adults will dress as a witch. So there's four to one women to men, um, participating in in dressing up for Halloween. There you go. You can kind of think of it that way. And twenty percent of Americans will dress their pets in costumes. So one fifth of LP listeners will put some sort of silly sweater on their dog and make them hate themselves for 24 hours. <laughs> All right. What do you got? All right. Well, now I only have one cause you took one of my other Woo! ones. So, I mean, I would say so with all those facts you just rambled on. There's How so many, many people do you think are still listening right now? I don't know. We're running pretty long. Yeah. Cause you just rambled off like 18 facts. You, you want another really? fact? No. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Why should I care? Why should I care? Okay. Right, listen. On, tell me yours. All right. What is America's favorite Halloween candy? Oh, What's Skittles. It is Skittles. Did you know that? Because you had an entire thing. I actually thing of... just swiped past it, but I mean, personally. Cool, cool, cool Aaron. I, what, if you, you, think I'm just... gonna, you think I'm going to say the wrong answer on purpose? What is the world's least favorite Halloween candy? Oh, if it's by my standards, I'm going to say Milk Duds or Whoppers. Nobody wants to get those in their bag. Oh, Hot Tamales. Ew. Oh, what? That's what yours says? Well, Mine says five. candy corn. Yeah, Golly, it's festively terrible. I actually kind of like it a little bit. There's people that make money. There's companies that are going out there making money on garbage. There's actually nerd candy corn now. You know, like nerds and candy corn mashed up. That's disgusting. Yeah. It's like dog food but apparently it used to be called i read this earlier candy corn used to be called uh chicken scratch or chicken feed no chicken Uh, because it looks like chicken feed and it tastes like chicken feed and it probably (laughs) smells like chicken feed it's chicken feed (laughs) if it looks like chicken feed and it smells like (laughs) yeah so favorite america's favorite candy skittles which Remember when there was, like, this thing going around, like, don't eat Skittles because yeah. it's changing your DNA? Yeah, because yeah. Um, it's got, like, something the FDA approved in it that Americans aren't <laughs> cool with. Pretty much the same stuff as in your shampoo, probably. Yeah, it's fine. And so, Skittles, favorite, um, and candy corn, least favorite. So, there you go, LP. Happy October. Yeah, happy October. Um, You know, challenge us with some Halloween views. I'd love to have those discussions. Oh, your code for this, your, oh, what is it called? The, the secret word. Candy corn. Candy corn. All right, I can do that. You're going to get a, a, a lip snarl from me because I just hear the word candy corn and I shudder. It's but, not that bad. Uh, it's so bad. Yep. Don't so, forget um to share the LP. Like it. And share it. Praise and God. send us a praise request, not request, hmm? a praise report. report. There it is. And your name will be entered into the drawing for the free LP swag. LP swag. Drop candy corn at us. Look. We love you. Bye.